listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. So CG, but a nigga stay real though. I'm fly, I'm ill, I'm running shit. Three points field goal. Rappers used to laugh like I tripped and fell. Cause I don't stun a gold cross like I Christian Bell. Yeah, they staring at me jealous cause I do shows bigger, but your looks don't help. Like an old gold digger. Uncool, but lyrically I'm a stone cold killer. It is 400 blows to these true foe niggas yeah now that's the line of the century niggas missing out too busy they lie about penitentiary man you ain't been that nigga you been scared i've been i'm still living single like sinclair loving white dudes who call me white and then try to hate when i was white when i wasn't white enough to use a pool when i was eight there you go sorry about that uh hey welcome to the black Tips podcast your host rod and karen um in the house on a monday all right for uh episode of blackout tips live if you're in the chat room appreciate you showing up if you guys don't know how to get to the chat room one of the easiest ways if you follow us on social media we post a link to the show right before we go live and i normally when i post that link i'm normally just playing music for like 30 minutes so Mm -hmm. if you see it on twitter if you see it on facebook you can click on that come to the crowd cast you can log in with your itunes you can log in with your face i mean not itunes with your facebook and your twitter and it lets you write in you can chat with us they have an app on the um, iphone and android and stuff so like yeah you can come watch it live you know join guest the race have a lot of fun that way and when you're in the chat room they have like a little thing where you can follow us um i'm not looking at the setup right now but there's like you follow this person you can follow us and set it up so that you get an email every time we go live mm-hmm. and it's like hey they're about to go live you're gonna miss your show so uh and and obviously you can always use that link to watch the replay as well um so yeah make sure you guys do that of course um we are uh you know the blackout tips you can find us itunes stitcher leave us five star reviews uh we read them on the air as long as they are nice the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme um and it's time to get into the show okay guys a lot of stuff is happening uh we don't have that much time we got plans tonight um Mm -hmm. so we gotta uh you know try to get into all the news of the day and whatnot um first of all it continues to be a hurricane in texas that is right like thousands of people have had to be evacuated people were man it's it's weird people lose their empathy over that shit because i think on the internet it's just not real to people right so it's just like you're seeing video and news and stuff um and you know obviously there are people that are gonna make light of a bad situation because that's how they cope with stuff i'm not trying to knock those people there's people in the hurricane that are making jokes and shit but there's also uh like stuff like why didn't they evacuate the city and people are like well it's like the fourth largest city in the united states like it's just not that easy to evacuate you right know? you're talking about millions they were talking about like literally millions of people that they were going to try to get out and you basically um um looking on the internet a lot of people saying they actually lived there on the internet was saying it's best they didn't because people would have been fucking sitting in traffic while the while it was while the flood started rising so it's it's almost like a catch-22 they didn't notice two weeks ago where they could have properly evacuated the city because i don't know what why if people can even leave right 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 because you have to think that a lot of people assume but just get up and leave everybody ain't got the money to get up and leave where are some people gonna go some people don't have family they could 
they could go to some people have to do hotel like leaving is fucking expensive mm-hmm. you know it's not like you could just get up and just go it's, it's not that can i take simple. two weeks off of work to to leave early can right, I, right. Um, am i gonna am i gonna have my job when i come back will i make rent you know? right little shit like um, that what if it's not as bad as people think it might be you know and that's the thing everybody just assumes that um it's not that bad until the shit happens i i always take it seriously but well you know what i'm not even saying no I'm, I'm not saying that they assume it's not that bad i'm saying if you're living check to check right and you don't have savings you can't just leave you might have to be like well i have to just hope it ain't that bad like i know i can't just take off i can't just pack up let us know man what's going on down there tell us i can't just pack up a go bag and fucking you know dip out yeah that's um, a privilege like that you know and you know it's just when you don't have an administration that you know is organized and you feel like some confidence in handling a disaster like this you know um he's just basically on the internet tweeting like it's a live tv show like he's live tweeting a hurricane Mm -hmm. he hadn't been there he hadn't it's it's just 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 terrible and it's and i guess uh because we actually lived through hurricane hugo like i'm old enough to have lived through hurricane hugo i know it's not a game i know it's not a joke and it could be very devastating you're talking about people that could be without power food and water for weeks possibly months after this yeah and houston has horrible infrastructure um apparently uh but a lot of cities do a lot of america has horrible infrastructure these are the things that you know often get um you know a lot of times these these are the things that people cut like the things that you know republicans especially but you know um just a lot of regulators a lot of city mayors city council a lot of uh you know people that make budgets they cut these things as if they're not needed as if they're not real and it's like well you do know that when when the time comes and we need um you know the sewers to be able to drain something like this and we can't like it this this is not this is from not preparing for years and years and years and letting mm-hmm. things deteriorate for years and years and years. It's like that bridge fucked up in Atlanta, uh, from that fire. Yeah, they tried. Has, to- has anybody even heard any type of response to that since then? Like, well, this is the kind we need to invest in other bridges. We need to figure out what's being stored everywhere else. We need to figure out, you know, this, like, it was just like, up oh, freak accident. That's it. Let's ignore the structural problem. Let's ignore, you know um the fact that even when obama was in office and he passed the infrastructure bill for highways and bridges he didn't get nearly as much as he wanted to get because you had this pushback from republicans and people being like don't spend that money but you know these these are the the the, the lives and the things that are affected by shit like that right then every year some article comes out excuse me and there's several of them that talks about the infrastructure of american roads and american bridges and talk about how some some bridges and roads haven't been repaired or properly replaced some some roads and bridges literally be torn the fuck down and rebuilt in like 20 30 40 50 years and so you have these massive trucks you have some bridges that literally statistically they count millions of cars traveling to and from on these same bridges 
and you patch you don't fix and repair and uh that makes it different like you said these are the things they cut because it's, it's not like you don't know it's goddamn hurricane season everybody knows this you know it's not like you go well it can't hit here you don't know where the hurricane's gonna go but instead of them constantly preparing for this like you say making it where you can easily evacuate out of the city making it where because houston is huge houston 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 is larger than charlotte but it's one of those things with like a circle you know so a that's a lot of people scattered around town that might not be able to get to certain areas of town quickly without mass transit so you know of course the hurricane comes guess what the first thing shut down mass transit so now you have people that are stranded because they literally don't have vehicles don't have cars and mass transit was their only form of transportation yeah they were relying on good samaritans to go in and help people right. good samaritans dog like and there's people putting their lives on the line to do this like people are shooting at them and shit and they're going in there saving people's lives it's you know it's 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 crazy man but that's what it's come down to for a lot of this stuff so um you know not to mention a lot of these republicans voted against the same uh hurricane sandy funds um when it was time for you know um after sandy you know they were like hey we need to be prepared for these disasters and you know they was like nah fuck that shit right and you know and the thing is a lot of the because because texas is republican now that that's republican central that's where we get our fucked up school books and all this other bullshit from straight out of texas yeah he voted against sandy but he said he would vote for aid and harvey and you know that that shit makes me believe straight up like it's that northern liberal type you know new hit new york city type hatred that they have but it is the south you know a place that votes red in texas you know and then it's like oh we need to help them we actually need to help every fucking body and and, and it frustrates me because when the people who have the least are actually helped it actually benefits everybody as a whole but people don't view it like that because when people that have the least can at least get quote unquote the bare minimum as far as food water and shelter that's the bare minimum when they can't do that these same people are going to be like well why are they taking from me why are they robbing and stealing i mean because it's human nature you know when you do that hierarchy thing that's kind of what happens when you don't meet people basic needs those are the outcomes because that's human nature you're going to get these things or you're going to take these things to supply those needs uh, what do you mean like looting or something or right uh, yeah i don't even know i mean i i have not paid that much attention to the media coverage i don't know if looting is the argument people are having right now i mean it normally does fall into that uh but i haven't seen it uh so far i've mostly just seen you know how inept the response has been and how a lot of people are stranded you know the other thing is with social media now people are being shamed in a way that you couldn't shame them before like we even during katrina like social media wasn't popping like it is now Mm -hmm. so you know your president didn't have to release a tweet uh you could respond back to him you know uh one of the reasons kanye became like a lot of black people's like pro-black fave was because he said george bush doesn't care about black people because of katrina correct you know um so like but but that was a cathartic cathartic moment for a lot of people because we have been saying and thinking that shit in our own circles but nobody was able to really express it until you know kanye west said in this outburst on live tv and it's like fuck yes thank you you know um so but this is different now trump is tweeting about 
uh pardoning our pario and people are like people are drowning what are you doing like you know what i mean like you're you're not handling this you don't have a president for you don't have a head of fema right now like um celebrity pastor joel osteen is drawing intense criticism online for keeping his mega church closed during hurricane harvey and instead offering social media promises of prayers yeah i've been seeing that they've been roasting the fuck out of him it's been people that are actually gone up to the church and taking pictures outside but like bitch y'all not y'all not yeah he said the church was flooded so people went to the church and took pictures of it and was like it's not though the prosperity gospel minister preaches at a 16,800 seat arena at lakewood church near downtown houston which has suffered severe flooding after the hurricane made landfall and then parked over the city Olstein offers prayers on in a saturday afternoon tweet but his critics ask for more victoria and i are praying for everyone affected by hurricane harvey please join us as we pray for the safety of our texas family and friends um and then people respond are you gonna donate some of your millions of dollars that would help more than a prayer uh put your money where your mouth is he's been unfathomably good to you time to take it back literally hey joel you don't have to be don't don't you have the biggest and richest church why don't you open up the doors and the wallet in the name of jesus for the people uh Austin church canceled services sunday saying the building was inaccessible due to flooding and directed worshipers to a variety of relief services the pastor and his wife live in a 10.5 million dollar mansion in the river oaks neighborhood where residents and their dogs were rescued from the rising waters although it's not clear whether Austin's home suffered any damage a photo posted early sunday morning showed heavy flooding about a block away from the lakewood church but Osteen critics urged him to open the doors to nearby flood victims why isn't joe's joe Osteen's mega church in houston texas not open to the public in need of shelter food and protection uh at joe Osteen, why aren't you helping people in houston i'm sure you received enough money from them to build that monstrosity of yours at joe Osteen, do open up the church and open up your home come on man uh yeah it's easy to talk that shit you know uh in the pulpit or whatever uh mm-hmm. to tell people what they need to do and to ask for their money but yeah because he's one of those prosperity preachers too and that's a lot of people like hey dog you all about this prosperity it's about sharing too and it's one of the things when you look at it you go well a lot of these people in the community like they say have been given been attending for years like some of your members have been affected by this and you won't even open up your church and it's well you you know what man i mean one he's an easy target correct he said something on twitter he's a prosperity preacher people already don't fuck with you correct and um especially since um you know so it's social media what i what i say you don't even gotta be from from the area i don't know anything about the geography of that area i don't know anything about the flooding over there i don't know about how accessible it is any of that shit it's easy to tweet at him fuck you and make myself feel better correct you know i haven't done anything with my fuck you oh no no no, i haven't yeah i I hadn't you know i haven't done anything with my i've but i've gotten to say it you know what i'm saying i'm like if i say fuck you i get to feel like i'm on social media making a difference you know even if it's not feasible for whatever the fuck reason you know i don't know what the liability of that shit is to be honest too correct like if somebody dies trying to get to your church because you said the doors are open come on through are you held accountable am i held accountable for that shit i don't know and what the rules are might have been logistics now that the thing is the thing is though people don't fuck with him already off the principle of his shit correct you know when you're calling his church a monstrosity mm-hmm. like you're not a person that fucks with him period you know what i mean 
um if they get him up out of here i don't care i don't think it'll really matter i don't think it'll really help one way or the other right um but i know like i said i just know that we have social media now so you can get shamed for shit you used to couldn't get shamed for um and yeah those churches like that a lot of times they do take a lot from the community for the pastors to be rich and all this shit for them to ball and build these you know huge structures and all this shit some of the churches give back yes to the community you know like some of them give you know hey we got sports leagues we end up with school better schools we end up with programs that help and give back to the community and do community service and shit i don't know the logistics of anything dealing with his shit to be honest right um but yeah you're you're definitely going to be a target it also wouldn't be a big deal um not a big deal but it's also one of those things if he would have tweeted out just gave a million dollars to this charity people still would have gotten his ass they don't like him right it wouldn't matter what he did right right it's that thing where um there's not a word for it because people always talk about like your fave but there has to be some equal opposite word for your most hated where people just it wouldn't matter if you fucking gave money to a charity or not people don't like you so therefore it was the wrong thing to do like Mm -hmm. like uh lena dunham or uh amy schumer there needs to be a word for that i don't know what it is Mm -hmm. but everybody's not fave or whatever the fuck where you just be like it's like lena dunham saved a baby fuck that bitch you know what i'm saying like it just is what it is so um i think a lot of these prosperity dudes are on that shit and yeah it's it's easy to it's your easy target this is different you can be shamed now that you couldn't be shamed before right you know um so yeah i don't know maybe he's maybe he'll help maybe he won't um the question then becomes in that community if the community feels that way about him maybe we'll see in the attendance and whatnot um you know but i i don't know uh i just think it's easy to to kind of be online and and you know tweet about and talk talk about it but it's not really anything we can do about it and there's this helplessness attached to it where even if you're giving money even if you're watching individual people take boats and shit in there there's not an organized effort to relieve that community and a lot of that goes to what the fuck people did in november not what people did yesterday um, i guarantee you this would have been completely different it'd an- have been organized yeah not an- that you wouldn't have problems but it'd have been more organized the other the last point i'll make on this is this um this is why uh i would never be a libertarian and why i really don't trust them and i count libertarians as people that are essentially um they're essentially enablers to racism and shit correct uh because libertarian you know i remember when uh god i can't remember his name right now but uh paul paul not paul ryan but ron paul ron paul gives a speech about how you know uh, during the debate he gives an answer to a question about healthcare, and this thing was like we should strip all government forms of subsidized health care whether it's through your job whether it's through you know mandating it through your job whether it's through universal health care whatever people should have to pay and afford their own health care and if someone goes to an emergency room we shouldn't take that person in and save their lives like we should let that person die and people were like well how the fuck are the people going to live like if they go to an emergency room you're turning away sick people who can't afford health care they're going to and he said we just need to let them die and the other thing he said was and what i believe will happen as a libertarian is that churches will step up 
and take care of these people and i and 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 here's the thing people clap when he said let them die and they and then they clap with the idea this like you know christian uh charity that was going to happen throughout america where all of a sudden churches was going to turn into hospitals and start giving people free medical care and all i'm saying is this one these churches aren't prepared for that Mm -mm. um two people aren't that good come on people aren't that good they're not going to give up their resources unless they're made mandated to it people are the problem uh, with all this shit every you know i feel really cynical sometimes but all the political processes every stat every fuck type of economy everything none of it's gonna work because people forever will be greedy selfish individuals whether they go to a church or not they're gonna a lot of people at that church are gonna be like yeah that was church but in real life fuck that shit i'm not giving up my shit for your shit um but that but the point being though people acted like that was a feasible solution well to me this is a stuff like this is a good example of a church ain't gonna do that you know what i mean like joel osteen didn't feel no obligation to open up his church and become some different type of person because a disaster here he probably was thinking to himself like let me get my family out of here let me be safe let me close my doors hope we don't get flooded maybe we can open up in a couple weeks like he's on some complete other shit people expect him to become jesus walk on water brave the hurricane open up the doors to everybody save everybody's life and maybe some churches will do stuff like that but not every church is going to do that and even the churches with the most aren't going to do that because that's like like i said while i don't know the logistics of the place i mean if that church is the church that brings in all the money there and there and there's not a presence in this whatever going on right now that tells you that does say something like you can't depend on a church to do what the government needs to do the government like needs to step we, in. you know it's but it's easier to i guess it's just easier to tweet about it because you know people are already mad at them and don't like them and i get it i'm not right right saying they shouldn't be mad yeah, but, right. but that's the easiest thing to do rather than to be like yo we have failed as a country in this right instead of being like well what the fuck is the government supposed to do i am goddamn paying taxes i shouldn't be out here surrounded by water yeah like i said i i mean and and obviously it's a natural disaster the government can only do so much correct but there's a thing but when it's not even organized what what are they supposed to do and there's not even a head of the organization like when the people that are in charge vote against the funding to stop the or to assist in these disasters what do you do um well you vote their ass out is what you do but i mean can we really depend on that in this country right now um let's see uh let's get to some other stories um david letterman is making bank for his netflix series and nobody mad at him uh david letterman is set to make yeah, that's so, an old man how old are you 60s ain't he 60 70 uh he's i don't know his exact age um but he's he's older i mean i guess you can google it um but yeah he said to make some serious cash for his upcoming netflix series while nobody doubted that netflix wrote a big check for to lure letterman out of retirement the amount he's getting per episode is likely to shock many both within and with and outside the industry itself in fact he's making so much that it wouldn't be surprising to learn that other talk show hosts engage in angry conversations with their agents after uh after finding out letterman's salary 
uh oh he's now 70 70 year old host has now has been a late night staple since signing to host late night with david letterman back in 1982 um and he would host late night until 1993 departing nbc after losing it out to jay leno in the competition to succeed tonight tonight show host johnny carson at the network undeterred letterman hopped over to cbs created the late show franchise and hosted the program until his retirement in 2015 which was kind of scandalous i remember uh there was like some infidelity shit involved uh anyway as announced earlier this month his retirement is soon to end as he's returning to host a new limited run talk show on in, uh, netflix and as yet untitled chat show is uh currently set to run for six episodes although presumably more could be ordered if netflix is pleased with the series performance with subscribers apparently he will be making two million dollars per episode of the six episodes make that money adding up to 12 million dollars total for season one of his new show Amen. for six episodes if they willing to pay i'm i'm saying that'll bring me out of retirement too if i was dave Chappelle or chris rock i'd be like hold up now <laughs> i can do a show too <laughs> oh but that's that's wild man uh but another reason that i'm not mad at amy schumer for asking for her motherfucking coins i don't right. know i don't know what the hell justin was talking about that least fave shit man when people don't like you they just don't want to see it for you no matter if you right or wrong you know um so yeah you can't yeah, we love you but you was wrong justin yeah go get your get your motherfucking coins dog right who who are the people that see that other people getting paid more than them and then be like it's cool like fucking uh letterman somewhere uh knocking that uh bodak yep bodak yellow <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, i don't gotta dance i make money moves Come on. <laughs> like he is making money moves over there <laughs> with that motherfucking two million a show like are the show still gonna be an hour or is it gonna still be 40 minutes of commercial like what is what's gonna be the deal over there with netflix like if i'm netflix i'm like you know every show four hours now i forgot to tell you that part uh just one episode you're gonna have to interview a week's worth of people we didn't ah. we didn't tell you that this is actually four months to film but yeah he uh he, he getting he don't gotta dance he make money moves now uh speaking of bodak yellow um apparently there's a teacher who uh wrapped a version of bodak yellow uh for a map for her babies for her children's for her for her students and uh let me see if i can put it on screen so y'all can see it karen you let me know if it pops up on screen you know how you know how this shit does yeah i probably heard yeah i've heard of bodak yellow's music no it's it's a song by cardi b called bodak yellow Uh, and i played it before the song the show oh because i was like i think i've heard of that person before yeah not person it's a song cardi b is the artist bodak yellow is the song thank you yeah so yeah you definitely heard it before uh anyway i thought uh, it was a rapper who, who knows shit they all the same yeah you're probably thinking of kodak black thank you uh anyway here's the uh song this is uh heat line it up with the equator it's our algebra we'll turn up the temperature like we're in africa honestly pardon me i'll just give you the data it's second to the earth If I'm trying to check south, end up in Antarctica. Look, I might end up in America, north of the south. United States, Harlem, we out in the bout. Temperate weather, we pray. Europe, same thing. We're like, okay, we can relate. 
listen i do the, i love being black i, I do too and and <laughs> I just because just the creativity like and you have to know your your children in your class and uh for a lot of teachers they love doing shit like this because it's whatever it takes to get the children to grasp the concept yeah also i mean one is engaging right. two, you can see the kids are really you know like dancing and, and shit. they'll remember it too well yeah and they're having fun they're having fun learning something different you know what i mean it's using something in the kids lives because they all know cardi b Be- they all know that song um she later posted the lyrics uh and what she calls an exercise of meeting the kids where they are right um and uh yeah it says say you know you can you know you know wait you can know the globe if you wanted to seven continents five oceans four hemispheres too come on got three climate zones polar temperate and tropical and uh north south west east like my compass is cardinal hey i don't guess and i know my longitude said i don't guess yeah i know my latitude if you see me with a map ask me how i get to school i'm gonna point out the direction ain't gonna give you attitude yes! now <laughs> she she murdered this shit hey it's that's beautiful man seriously like um that's so creative and like i said man it hits kids on two different levels too because you know you have your creativity your music and stuff and that that's another thing that inspires kids because like hey here's another way not just to learn but to create and teach and to pass down you know um so yeah i just uh that's just beautiful man so yeah her name is uh erica buddington um and yeah she said the kids in her class knew the words the very next day and the entire school now got longitude come on the very next day them kids like i'm gonna memorize this shit come on man um most americans live paycheck to paycheck no shit yeah guys uh most americans live paycheck to paycheck no matter how much you earn getting by is still a struggle for most people these days 78 percent of full-time workers said they live paycheck to paycheck up to 75 percent last year uh up from 75 percent according to a recent report for on career builder overall 71 percent of u.s workers said they they're now in debt up to 68 percent which is up from 68 percent a year ago Mm -hmm. Uh, while 46 percent said their debt is manageable 56 percent said they were in over their head and about 56 percent also save a hundred dollars or less each month according to career builder the job hunting site polled about 2,000 hiring and human resource managers and more than 3,000 full-time employees between may and june most financial experts recommend stashing at least six months cushion in an emergency fund to cover over 20 million kids lack access to healthy food which the average person can't do because i've heard that before and you're looking like uh nigga when i got a car note i got student loan debt i got bills to pay i i'm paying fucking all this fucking copay because my insurance go up but i'm not the coverage is still terrible if i'm on any type of medication i'm paying for that shit too um but people fail to realize shit like this affect the economy a lot of people don't think it does it affects the economy you have to think 
when people live paycheck to paycheck, they're less likely to get married. They're right. less likely to have children. They're less likely to buy homes. They, you know, or, 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 you know, when they do go out to eat, a lot of times the shit they do, they put it on credit, you know, versus actually paying for it. And, you know, it's, it's one of these things where, let's say you do go to a financial advisor. Guess what? I got to pay for this financial advisor to tell me how to save my money. That's more money. You know, um, then you have a lot of jobs. You don't have the, the added benefit of 401k and they're getting ready to make it. They're trying to pass a law where they're fucking tax you pre-tax you on your 401k now 401ks you get taxed on the back end they're trying to charge they're trying to tax people up front so it's like how the fuck am i supposed to save that was the point of the 401k for me to put money in here tax-free for for, for uh so i can retire off of it's like you can't win it's like I, I, i'm trying to plan for my future and you're going fuck that too yeah it reminds me of that episode of atlanta with the sword uh where Aaron was gonna go and put his phone uh and sell sell his phone so he had some money um and um um fuck what what's Lakeith Lakeith Stanfield character mm-hmm. was like um look let let's trade let's take this sword I know where we could trade this sword in and you know I can get you two instead of a hundred dollars you can get two thousand dollars by the end of the day and so you know Aaron takes him up on it they of course trade the sword for like a i think it's a special type of dog or some shit and then they trade the dog to a person that's going to breed the dog the dog's going to get them puppies and then the puppies will be worth a whole lot of money each and then they'll get like two thousand dollars instead of two hundred dollars but Ern is completely disappointed and dejected at the end of the episode because he's like dude i i don't know what you think but i can't afford to wait a few months to get a return on my investment right and he was like i i don't have the time right for time and that was like a deep to me it was just like a deep moment because it's like yes poor people don't have the time for time to develop and to prosper you know it's like how you know uh jay-z on his album is like you know i I got this art and i invested in i got this and this and this but it's like well do you have i don't have a million dollars to buy the art piece in the first place i don't have the two to two to four years to eight years necessarily to wait for that to come through like it's a luxury to have that doesn't mean that his advice is bad it's just not gonna fit everybody you know correct um but yeah it's it's that thing like a financial planner will be like save six months of salary it's like dog when i'm making ten dollars an hour yeah it's like i what am i supposed to live in what am i supposed to eat what am i supposed to do you know what i mean like it's it's a lot to it you know also i think a lot of times uh the advice a lot of people get financially they don't realize how much of an impact race has on that advice because right. you know we i don't know how many studies and surveys and shit we've read that just tell you like generational wealth is just simply not the same for black people even if you uh do everything that they quote unquote tell you to do your your worth your worth is never going to be on par with somebody whose family got a 200 300 400 year head start on yours um so the advice would need to vary per person but it it never really does that and also you have to think when you say generational wealth a lot of times a lot of white people especially wealthy white people they are what they are because somebody invested into like like well that's what i just said that's what i'm saying like even if you factor in because it's not i'm not even talking about wealthy white people talking about your average your white dude that works at subway his his net worth 
is going to okay, be different because he has a generations of people that have owned things ownership Correct. is everything yes it is you've owned your family may have owned some land like people take this shit for granted like mm-hmm. oh yeah you know my grandpa owes some it's like yeah that's a privilege in this country everybody's not allowed to own white no. men were the only people that were allowed to own for a long time come on you know um so yeah it's it's it's, it's very uh you know but i mean i'm not saying anything that people don't know i just i just wish people would take some of the shame out of you broke nigga you can't afford this and stuff like that you know because a lot of people are just the you're the average quote-unquote broke person is living a more normal existence than uh the people that 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 really think they have it all together and even in this case even those making over six figures said they struggle to make ends meet nearly one in ten of those making a hundred thousand dollars or more said they usually or always live paycheck to paycheck and 59 percent of those in that sally range said they were in the red right because a lot of times more money means you just purchase more things you go into a lot more debt because you have more uh income and you know a lot of times the bulk of that money they don't really talk about is student loan debt a lot you know a lot of times people you know you get hired not all the time you get higher paid jobs you probably have invested some money in some form of a degree not all the time but most of the time it's some form of a degree which is actually debt that you have to end up paying in the long run and so it's just one of those things where regardless of where your ladder is struggling from paycheck to paycheck it's still struggling for paycheck to paycheck yeah they i mean it takes debt to get money right you know in a lot of cases even if it's like a house mm-hmm. you're gonna be under in the house for a long time until you start turning it around like you know mortgages be 30 40 years sometimes mm-hmm. you know that that means it's gonna take that long for that house to truly be your asset not to mention a lot of times we call stuff like refinancing like we we don't talk about how that's actually putting yourself back in debt sometimes you know um so yes you know ownership is a lot man um abstinence only sex education programs violate human rights and do nothing to prevent risky sexual behavior health officials claim in a damning new report i agree public health officials have slammed abstinence only sexual education programs as new research shows they are doing nothing to prevent teens from risky sexual behavior two major reports published tuesday show that sexual education classes that teach abstinence only are ineffective as they neither delay the average age of first sexual encounter nor reduce risky sexual behaviors additionally they violate teenagers human rights by withholding medically accurate information stigmatizing and excluding a number of youth reinforcing harmful gender stereotypes and undermining public health programs come on <clears throat> they're making their job harder these programs have been for ye- have for years been widely rejected by health professionals who care for young people such as the society of adolescent health and medicine in contrast the comprehensive programs have more favorable effects on teenage sexual behaviors including the age of sexual initiation number of partners frequency of unprotected sexual activity and the numbers of both pregnancies and stis these comprehensive programs help young people abstain from sex and partake in sexually intelligent behaviors while abstinence only programs do neither two scientific review papers published simultaneously in the journal of adolescent health looked at the current u.s policies on abstinence only until marriage programs the weight of scientific evidence shows these programs do nothing to help young people delay an initiation of sexual intercourse said the co-author dr santelli professor of population and family health and at the male man school of public health while abstinence is theoretically effective in actual practice intentions to abstain from sexual activity often fail these programs simply do not prepare young people to avoid unwanted pregnancies or stis um one of the things that i find uh uh interesting about this is this is how we treat prison right 
just how we treat education in general there's this fear there's this emotional fear and emotional there's an emotional logic of if i scare my kids out of bad behaviors they won't do it and it doesn't work if i scare a person if i scare a person out of criminal behavior they won't do it and it never tackles the underlying issue and it's that's why it's not effective that's why the death penalty doesn't stop people from committing crimes that get the death penalty you know like that's not how the human brain works you know the human brain is like one if you don't educate your brain you're going to have less information with which to make decisions so like a lot of this stuff is about making the people that not the people in the program the people outside the program feel comfortable so now parents feel comfortable if their kids go to a school where they're told just don't have sex right because their parents have an irrational um because of their kid they're irrational they're not being logical about it in Mm -hmm. many cases it's i just don't want to deal with the inevitable uncomfortableness of my child having sex if they can at least not have sex for 18 years hopefully all the way out of college or whatever thing like until they find a person they are going to marry then they will have sex for the purposes of procreation only and that's my dream for my child and it's a very unrealistic puritanical um often tied up in some religion bullshit uh dream and it's stupid and it's it's really undercutting these kids before they can even get a chance because everybody has that story of the kids in their hood that was in the super religious pre, pre, uh, parents house and they get pregnant or they they get to college and they're the biggest freaks or they get some std or something like that and it's all because of this repression because they don't know shit and when they get introduced to anything it's just they go overboard with it um you know these are the kind of things where i think honestly talking to your kid and telling them the reality of things is the only solution when it comes to something this important same thing with drugs like mm-hmm. and then make a more educated decision because the thing right. is you want your child you know that you can't wash your child all the time that's goddamn impossible all you can say is i would prefer for you not to but if you're going to please make the most educated decision don't go out there being blindsided and don't go out there doing anything that you don't want to do with your body yeah, a lot of people, there's a lot of abstinence babies walking around right now. A lot of them. You know, some of them listening to this right now. Thought y'all, you know, like, it's just, it's what it is, man. Like, but yeah, if you can be educated, at least you can make a better decision. Um, right. And, uh, not a good old time when you're talking about, uh, like, uh, drugs and things like that. My mama didn't talk to me about that. My mama talked to me about that. I was in college and it was a simple conversation like, are you on drugs? No. Mm-hmm. You know. I could have been lying. I wasn't, but I could have been lying. You know, by the time I'm 20 something, that's too old to be talking to me about drugs. I, if I'm doing something, I'm, I've, I've been doing it by the end. Yeah. Like, like I said, man, it's, um, you're really putting your kids in a bad place when you do that. Right. Because it's not about, cause I think a lot of parents are so, cause they, a lot of parents got an awkward conversation and talk. So they feel awkward and weird about it. And they don't want to talk to their children because they feel quote unquote is awkward and weird. And no matter how much your ch- children roll their eyes, no matter how much they smack their lips, no matter how much they look at you sideways, they are listening. Y'all, they are truly listening. Your child is very, very intelligent. Don't underestimate the, the, uh, intelligence of your child. 
six current and former female employees of the iconic plaza hotel in new york are suing the new york city landmark alleging in uh, court documents filed tuesday that while working at the hotel they were subject to outrageous and incessant sexual harassment and assault by senior management and male counterparts i believe them too as a never-ending nightmare dana lewis a current employee of plaza told abc news uh i have the right to just go to work and do my job there's no excuse for any of it uh lewis said that she was excited when she first got the job at the more uh than a century old hotel which was highlighted in movies such as uh eloise at the plaza at home alone it's a place that i dreamed about visiting as a child lewis added she said the unwanted advances began happening within days of when she started working at the hotel in november 2016 Shit. i tried to ignore it at first hoping that it would stop lewis said the sexual misconduct from her colleagues became a part of the job asked why she would not leave she said i'm a single mother i have a 10 year old daughter i felt like i didn't have much choice i needed the job lewis a hospitality coordinator will return to work just days after filing the lawsuit she said she felt nervous about it but that the environment couldn't be any worse than what it already was crystal washington also a current employee at the hotel alleges in the lawsuit that managers did nothing after she complained about sexual harassment from colleagues and the human resource department refused to investigate washington told abc news this just fostered an environment where the harassment continued telling abc news or her harassers that when they're not properly reprimanded then they will become they will continue with their behavior leaving was not an option for me i feel like they should leave not me she said i haven't done anything wrong she said she's hoping for some sort of justice to come out of lawsuit the plaza hotel's parent company fairmont hotels and resorts denied the claims that sexual harassment allegations were ignored telling abc news and statement that the safety and welfare of our guests and staff is always our blah blah blah, blah, blah. Mm, i don't believe you yeah they of course take all these claims seriously because blah blah do do if y'all did you wouldn't be having these women talking about and it's multiple women too you mm-hmm. wouldn't have these multiple women and these are just some of the more current ones could you imagine a lot of women over the years that have quit and won't come out and won't say nothing over the years you have created an atmosphere of this right um yep so when you have a we have a uh president who talks about grabbing pussies come on dog you know i'm sure i'm sure sexual harassment shit has been emboldened in this country as well uh, yes sir um all right let's see what else do i want to talk about oh all right let's do a segment stuff mm-hmm. where is my music take your time take your time yeah anybody that's ever had a job especially when you don't make a lot of money uh if you're a woman that seems like part for the course like it was always weird when i had jobs where i didn't you know minimum wage type jobs because i worked several places wendy's ihop uh mcdonald's um pizza hut for a little bit like i worked these jobs you know and and it's like you just don't have rights no you don't you know customers can talk to you any old way managers talk to people any old way they abuse people often managers be trying to fuck the employees and shit come on dog they be getting high a lot some i've seen them get high on the job right i i work with i work with people that did crack and shit Mm, me too sir and would come to work high as fuck high as a goddamn kite um i like i just like you just kind of see it all and it's just kind of accepted as like this isn't a real workplace because no one here makes money and nobody outside these doors has any respect for you either and the company doesn't respect you and they don't expect you to respect yourself and you know there was also situations where it was like to a certain extent it was a little bit playful so it's almost like you're having fun in a job that because you can 
it fits a lot of personalities that it's not professional correct and they probably wouldn't make it in a professional environment mm-hmm. acting that way so there you know there's people that are like fucking in a break room or yes, flirting with each other or whatnot you know i just i was always in a relationship so i just never really got in, involved in that kind of shit mm-hmm. but you know i remember there was um you know people would do shit like grab each other's ass and shit and it was just ha 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 and you know as an adult now looking back you're like that that was sexual she could have filed a lawsuit that you know i remember one time somebody uh there was like this brazilian girl who worked there for a little bit and she was the i want to say she was the girlfriend of the manager at some point i don't know if she was i don't know what the deal was with that because i stayed out of people's business right but i know like people was talking about they went together at some point but i remember she grabbed my ass in the break room one time as like a quote-unquote joke and i was like hey man calm that like cut that cut that shit out you know what i mean like we at work what you doing um and after i remember after that that manager that may have been may or may not have been dating her was a dick to me like i didn't do shit you know what i mean i never said anything back she told him right like i never did anything to her i never said anything back i never flirted back any of that shit i was just like calm like hey all right now let's let's cut that shit out i don't do that stuff to y'all you know let's 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 just work you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but you know and at that point i had been an intern at a professional company so you knew what to expect for three or four years so to me this environment was like hey like i understand that you can still get fucked up and it's it's an ihop and your ass gonna be you know if somebody off is getting fired playing grab ass and shit but you know i remember that kind of shit man it's just it's fucked up yeah it, it it really is because you know now that i go back and think about it you go yeah it was some really really fucked up and very unprofessional atmosphere and you know the thing about a lot of times at uh a lot of the uh service job i was the type of person that i never wanted management job a lot of times i would get offered it because i would be the person wiping down the high chairs cleaning up my booth cleaning up my section whenever we were slow i always found something fucking to do by myself so i was never involved in any of that mess i was like no 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 what i'm not gonna do is get caught up in some bullshit yeah so um all right got my music up let's do some uh fucking with black people We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles, make us feel fuck with, and we assign points scores zero to hundred. Intervals twenty five uh, for how much we feel fuck with as black people. Today's contestants, everybody. Um, <clears throat> let's see where to start. There's some. There's a lot of them today um oh leaked chats show that the charlottesville marchers were actually planning for violence no shit you don't say well slap my ass and call me susan (laughs) uh yeah well before the white nationalists unite the right demonstration turned deadly in charlottesville this month attendees were planning for violence according to leaked online chats in private chat channels they shared advice on vehicles and tactics including repeatedly broaching the idea of driving vehicles through opposition crowds after the vehicular attack um uh which killed the counter-protester heather higher uh higher uh use users of the channel celebrated the event 
I believe that too. Uh, what is this? Don't play. Um, but yeah, uh, the discussion took place on a private channel created using Discord, a service primarily intended for gamers. Hundreds of screenshots for the exchanges hmm. were released. Gamers. Hmm. I said online and I meant this. Alt right, Nazi, uh, what is alt right, Nazi, Gamergate. Mm-hmm. and it was one more group oh white supremacists is all the goddamn same to me mm-hmm. all fucking racist can you believe i had that uh if you guys have medium if you have blackout test premium and there's an episode of medium talk where uh there was a guy who claimed to listen to our show and he also was a member of this like gamergate shit mm-hmm. he was a black dude he wasn't even from the united states he was from um somewhere else um but uh he call you know i told him after he was going back and forth from me just sounding senseless sending me links and pictures that didn't make sense that didn't add up and he i told him look call in and we'll talk about this gamergate shit on on the show like you know we'll talk i'll record it we'll talk about it on skype because i i don't understand you you're clearly not listening to me yeah medium six medium talk 26 gamergate and um yeah man like he was a black dude and i was shocked because to me i'm like those white people don't like your black ass either come on all that shit is the same to me gamergate like you said white nationalists uh white supremacists the all right all that shit they all use the same like we hate the pc and then they fucking sit around and they vilify people and they uh talk badly about people and black people and shit and tell you pc mafia type shit i'm like dog they talking about your black ass too but uh some people really you know they just can't see it and it doesn't and they think all of this shit that i'm about to read or all these pictures and stuff, they think this is all like some type of weird like frame job like no we're not really like that we this is the media painting us like it's like y'all are nobody when y'all call the offices of these gaming companies and make them have to fire employees or you won't stop harassing them that is y'all you don't get to not be that and it's about ethics and gaming it's like but but only when women talk about it only when black people talk about it like how how is it about ethics then anyway um yeah while much of the discussion centered on flags chants and other forms of speech um the leaked exchanges also include advice on weapon construction you want something designed for longitudinal stress wrote one pro pro uh poster three whacks of that thing and that thing is breaking other topics included body armor and shield design uh users also share memes alluding to using vehicles against opponents uh well there's no indication that james alex fields the driver of the car that killed higher and injured more than a dozen others was part of this discussion but this act was celebrated and defended by the users including some who edited images of the carnage into memes that were intended to be humorous uh organizers of the event told wired that the leaked chats appeared authentic but emphasized that they had repeatedly urged nonviolence. nonetheless a lawyer for two women injured in charlottesville said that the leaked chats could form the crux of the case because they demonstrate a desire for violence yep zero to a hundred. Oh, one zero zero. One hundred. yeah i agree um a texas man who uh was saved by a black mma fighter from the flood insisted on saving his confederate flag heritage guys you guys know how it is you gotta have your flag i mean what you gonna do 
if you don't have a flag guys are you gonna take it and poke a hole in that boat and we all drown cage fighter Derek lewis detailed the devastation in houston where he says he had been doing all he could to help people get to safety including one man who refused to leave his confederate flag behind lewis who goes by the ring name the black beast and that's probably what that dude felt called him he said he was suffering the ill effects of wading through waist deep water but that people need help and he's doing all he can i've always been that type of guy i like to help people more than i like to help myself the houston resident explained and so i just seized the opportunity the police they kept getting on the news and saying that they're not going let's know man what's going on down there tell damn it stop doing that uh they're not going to help no one unless it's a life or death situation basically the firefighter said the same thing and uh, uh uh mostly we're trying to get out of families that have kids lewis said he had been responding to facebook pleas for help rescuing families using his oversized truck including one man who needed to save his rebel flag i picked up one guy's family his wife he just kept apologizing to me because all he really had was his clothes and he wanted to take his confederate flag lewis recall he wanted to take that with him he just apologized said man i'll sit in the back of your truck man i don't want to have my flag inside the truck like this i said man i'm not worried about that he's saying you never know if you ever need someone so i already knew what he was going going with he said i don't even worry about it it's okay i don't care about that his wife kept hitting him and saying you should have just left it lewis said he wasn't dismayed adding i live in texas ain't nothing new i've been living in the south all my life it ain't nothing i hadn't seen before discussed about i don't care about that type of stuff i just wanted to help him (sighs) better is lucky lucky it was that dude and not some other dude because yeah they they got the right one my black ass would have been like oh so i guess some of y'all don't want to get in the truck because the flag not coming i don't know i don't know what to tell you dog uh zero to 100 karen zero for him helping that actually gave me 100 we are 100 like even flag. while i'm saving your life you don't even have a motherfucking decency to be like let me leave this thing that i know offends you in my house you know if a jewish person showed up could you go grab your swastika real quick because it's the same goddamn thing to me um and i and i'm from the south and i've seen it my whole life and i do care about that shit you just ran into the right nigga, dog. That's all that came down to. Came ran into the right one. A video shows a man shooting at a crowd during Charlottesville rally with no police response. No shit. Yep. Man attending the white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia earlier this month fired his gun in the direction of a black counter protester who was holding the torch. The police in never said he did not seem to respond. Those events appear in a video filmed two weeks ago by a volunteer with the American Civil Liberties Union of Virginia, published by the Civil Rights Group on Saturday. As seen in the footage below, the man in the blue sleeveless shirt, a green vest, and a bandana on his head pulls out a gun and aims at a counter-protester who is off-camera and appears to be holding a makeshift lit torch. The first man appears to yell a racial slur at the black man, then fires a gun toward the ground in the direction of the counter-protesters. The shooter then leaves the scene by joining a line of white supremacist protesters and walking past law enforcement officers who were standing behind the metal barricades about 10 feet away. Could you imagine this at a Black Lives Matter rally? Hmm. Could you imagine this at any of the uh, protests that break out at the cops shoot a black person? In, I mean, in Charlotte, they, the cops shot a dude in the face or, you know, some type of shit. Somebody got shot and motherfuckers got arrested that night. I just can't imagine this. Um, that's crazy. 
but yeah later later on police arrested which richard wilson preston 52 in connection with the incident in the video above the daily Pro- progress report on saturday said wilson was charged with discharging a firearm within a thousand feet of a school during the so-called unite the right oh so it's the school not attempted murder not shooting at people inciting violence and a riot or anything just mm-hmm. shooting too close to the school huh mm-hmm rosia parker might hit the white kids hmm? might hit the little white kids right that weren't there that day right that you actually don't give a fuck about because you know a whole bunch of them died nobody told you know i don't know if you heard but a whole bunch died at elementary school and nobody gave a fuck rosia parker a charlottesville activist who was there when the man fired his gun told the new york times that police did nothing when the shooting occurred we all heard it and ran i know damn well they heard it parker told the times referencing the police who was standing behind the barricades corinne geller a spokeswoman for the virginia state police told the newspaper troopers did not react to the shooting because they couldn't hear the gun being fired over the loud volume of the crowd yelling and chanting drums and music you know the sound of a a gun shooting 10 feet away now the people he shot at knew to run they was 10 feet away too well somebody lying that's all i know somebody ass is lying zero to 100 oh one zero zero. 100 uh why blow blowjob scene fell out of step with the typically radical show what yeah vulture.com written by angelica j bastian i'm tired of these thing pieces about insecure um, but i guess she didn't see that ending coming here i know she didn't it must have not hit in the eye right yeah, that was a very eye-opening episode mm-hmm. but you know i like to keep an eye open for these type of think pieces now listen mm-hmm. here's the thing i'm gonna say i'm gonna read this piece and the only thing i want to 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 summarize in, in all this criticism is that people care because it's a black show black people care probably to an overbearing unfair amount in my opinion in my that's my personal opinion me too but they care because it's black if you say that that's why they care motherfuckers lose their shit and i don't know why because you can't have it both ways no you can't the show can't have more pressure on it for being a black show yet your criticism isn't based on the fact that it's a black show come on that's ridiculous the fact that people don't criticize other shows like this Mm-mm. and and more you know actually more specifically let me be more specific because it's not just that it's a black show that's unfair it's a black woman show come on so it's getting hyper criticized some some of it by black women even point being there's a a high, a, tight, a tight rope that this show is forced to walk, walk where if it doesn't meet people at all of their political and um social like if it doesn't meet them at all their opinions then the show quote unquote failed that week correct like it can't be the show express something that you know this character feels differently than you sitting at home feel it can't be that it has to be that they make the quote unquote right choice every week to me it's draining to me it's unfair Mm -hmm. to me to a certain extent it's this prism this box that we put black art in where everything got to be a positive role model and you know and people don't want to admit that it's the blackness that makes it be that have to be that way right you know when you watch when i listen to recaps or see people talk about writing reviews for other shows these aren't the topics that come up no you know so i just find it interesting because like i said you're not it's not wrong quote unquote if you have an opinion about the show it's not you know you don't have to 
like dislike whatever the fuck is happening i'm I'm not saying that and some of the critiques are valid but i i'm not even right i'm not even saying any critique isn't valid fuck it that's your critique that's that's how you felt watching the show but i'm it just feels like a lot of the critiques come from this place of just beating black artists over the head with blackness like why didn't you do everything to represent everybody that's black or if you or if you did something to represent a different person's attitude that's black well why didn't you represent my attitude about being black right and we turn these shows into psas instead of to me their entertainment their dramas you know i i think that's all it is to me you know as much as people got on that um the atlanta orgy woman and shit she had that one video where i was like she making a lot of sense on the stuff of what she talks about nudity versus violence like if you show a video of two black women fighting it can go viral it can be shown on facebook twitter it'll never be taken down Mm -hmm. it'll never be considered it could be little black girls Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter you a video of a man hitting a black woman on a bus that shit goes viral it's a joke you know like it's like that's the the but but let it be a woman pulled her titties out we gotta shut down the internet instagram gonna flag you facebook gonna kick you off twitter gonna take it down like we treat nudity in a way you know that is different no matter what it's for whether it's consensual nudity whether educational it's educational education right. like we treat we are very puritanical in that way and this is a show that talks about a lot of sex a lot of you know like and so it feels like people retreat to this puritanical place and they wrap it in this flowery language but it's still to me it's still it's still kind of the same like it has to be one way type of deal you know what i mean like we we get into judging this because and the reason i say that is because if you're recapping another show are you going to talk about the violence and how that's wrong and the double standard and people shouldn't be violent and they and what does that teach us about violence that because like she recaps uh or you know not necessarily recaps but she had like orphan black like you know you click someone's name on the site it tells you other shows they talk about you talk about orphan black there's murder killing all this shit but you don't walk away from orphan black and be like this is an instructional guide for how to live my life people treat insecure as if it's literally an instructional guide for how you're supposed to navigate relationships what your attitude is supposed to be about things and it's really weird because the show is based around flawed people on purpose so it's like honestly you should be looking at it like well that's the decision this person made because of the things they set up here 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 and here rather than they're all having these very pro-black radical conversations all the time because every conversation isn't that no and every character doesn't engage in the pro-black radical politics of like some of them on some in certain conversations when they talked about like the dude uh, ha- having a uh, a gay experience in in college mm-hmm. some of them were like don't worry about it it's a pretty progress and some of them were like girl hell no you know like uh <clears throat> like these things come up and i think they're just trying to capture you know whatever that writing room finds to be the entertaining aspects of those conversations and put mm-hmm. them on screen right but it's being treated like it's on pbs right and i, and I don't know like i said i I don't know. I, I've uh, and this is me on the outside looking in, and it's one of the things that really, really, really frustrate me about the show. And one reason why I only talk to you about the show because a lot of times people take the show and it's me, 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 and I'm like, well, I want to talk about the show, like the show right. itself, not about you, your personal opinion, not about your heart getting broken in the fuck nigga that laid on your couch for three weeks. Let's talk about the show and the characters themselves. 
but it also that goes back to great writing because it, great writing evokes emotions and people don't know how to feel about shows that evoke emotions and when it comes to people emotions instead of them saying well a this is evoking this emotion in me i'm not going to act irrational and illogical based off of my emotions you get their emotions first and then you have to kind of navigate around that before you get to the things that you really want to talk about so a lot of times no 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 i don't want to talk about what about Issa? what about lawrence what about tasha as the characters not about you and your personal opinions and i don't mind that and it's interesting when you hear people bring up their personal opinions about it because they go into depth and details and you find out more about them that's great but when i talk about the show i want to talk about the characters it just feels like a weird double standard is all i'm saying correct because it's not even about evoking emotion there's much a lot of great dramas on tv that people just never did this with correct i've watched a lot of them you know like madman was not seen as an instructional guide for like living like listen let's be like don draper it was understood he's a flawed man he's an alcoholic he's a serial cheater he's a womanizer like you know he's a bad father and we just watched the show like it was just we're we're watching a serialized show on this dude's life and we don't go home and go be like him you know what i mean it's just it's something about the fact that this is a black woman's show that it just takes on a different you know i don't know it just takes a different level of uh i don't know it's like a ownership or something that fans feel and it's turning into think piece of the week theater now where it's right. just like every episode the next day there's somebody telling you how the show is bad quote unquote or not bad but did the wrong thing mm-hmm. quote unquote and you're like it's a show about people having hang-ups making errors being insecure right. And you're just pointing out what the, I mean, what I assume the audience can tell is a person that's insecure. Right. And also it's the thing too, to where, for my opinion, I just get, how can I say this? Sometimes I just get frustrated with the over, with people over scrutinizing the show. Like you say, because it was written by a black woman. I really do think if a black man would have written this in the exact same way, people may respond differently to it. Mm-hmm. But it's just something about a black woman right now. I think her, her, her the, vision. I think with it being a black woman lead, people would still be very critical. It's a show with a black woman lead that reaches a certain that that woke intersection of people. Like like I said, man, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see where the whole, like, woke thing goes because at some point I feel like people will burn themselves out. Mm-hmm. I don't know when, but, like, at some point people are going to be like, yeah, dog, you know for a fact that that's not how people watch this show. You know what I mean? Like, someone got mad at me yesterday because they had, you know, they had that, that part where they went to the sex explosion and they had condoms there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they showing condoms. Y'all about to be mad? And the person was like, how dare you downplay the feelings of people watching the show? And I was like, one, I make jokes during this entire episode. During every week that I watch this show and I live tweet it, it's, it's just jokes the whole time. And you know it's just jokes. So, like, so automatically, I first of all, the answer to my question must have been yes. But automatically, you come at it from a, from a point of, like, wanting to fight. Two, I ain't never entered nobody's mentions and told them how to feel about that shit right you know how many people i watch float down the timeline this is this is terrible they don't use condoms this is see this is a real serious issue i have never once jumped in a thing and went it's just a show or any 
that's your opinion correct we're watching the show we are not required to agree on the politics of the show and i definitely don't give a fuck about debating you because you're just one person i'm just one person we didn't make the show i don't write the show Mm -mm. i make jokes if they put condos on the show next year i'm gonna be like cool if they don't i'm gonna be like cool it just literally doesn't matter to me because i am an adult that learned to use uh learned about stds and uh and sexual protection a long time ago and i navigate my life i I, I, this may be a very revolutionary thing to say i navigate my life independent of this motherfucking show right it's like like, come on goddamn adult right adult no children should be watching this show so who is going to get influenced by the fact that they use condoms or not right it's just i don't know it's just super weird like ballers comes on right before this show and i ain't never seen a condom on ballers and yet i've never seen anyone talk about it that way right and you know girls did this shit for years you know like i just never seen like even as hannah did things that were fucked up and made bad decisions i just never saw people write these like well listen this is what was wrong with the show hannah shouldn't have uh gone to the doctor and said this to the doctor like we don't have those moments because we're like yeah that she's fucked up like that's the show right and my thing who gives a fuck and and maybe this just me i know but i'm like i don't give a fuck about if they use condoms that didn't use condoms i'm gonna let the allow the writer to tell the story and it all boils back down to the shit that made me mad you're over scrutinizing it because it's a black woman lead it's a black woman that wrote the show and black women have quote unquote they either got to be queens or they hoes and bitches and sluts you can't have anything in between a woman can't have nuance a woman can't suck dick a woman right. can't want head a woman can't have any type of sexual desires whatsoever well, she can have it no I, listen i okay we're making two different points she can have it but it gotta be the right way like everything gotta be the right way yeah, like right way? it's gotta pass some type of feminism test in every scene or some type of black pro-black test every like i'm just thinking the incredible burden that it must be as a black artist to have to fucking do this shit every, like everybody's watching you and being like it better be it better be right you know not to mention the show where everything is right it's gonna be a boring ass show that nobody watches like the show is good because it stars people down this path of insecurity and they start arguing it but then it's weird because people treat the show as if the show doesn't doesn't know what is like the show doesn't know like yes this decision and this conversation is one of those conversations where you're gonna be like oh shit i don't agree with this or i do agree with this and people are gonna take from it their own experiences um anyway uh to to wrap it to wrap it up she gets into uh this last night's episode of the usually excellent insecure felt atypical which sounds like you know you're saying it's not excellent this time the pacing was clipped the subplots thin and it lacked the usual commitment the show has to depict in a slice of modern black life with body energy hella blows spent its time focusing on molly and Issa hitting new new lows molly fully commits to being a side accoutrement to Joe's open relationship with his wife candace leaves leading the great uh leading the great sex with mixed emotional results Issa gets desperate about having a whole phase leading her to disrespect the men in her life in different ways i initially chalked up most of the show's missteps to it being an obvious filler episode which is admittedly still a problem since the season only has eight episodes but then the episode directed by kevin bray and written by regina hicks and benjamin jones takes an unexpected left turn when the subject of blowjobs comes up 
let's break down what happened tiffany Issa, molly and kelly attend the sexplosion in hopes of getting some toys and having a good time tiffany suggests they sign up for blowjob classes uh to up their game although she's quick to know she's so good at it because she should teach the class uh maybe she should teach class she proves to be an outlier kelly doesn't give blowjobs molly will reciprocate when a man goes down to her but she isn't all that enthusiastic about it and Issa straight up isn't about that life saying she gives she finds giving blowjobs too intimate and openly admits she isn't good at giving them she also believes that black women are automatically seen as disposable if they give men head it's a weird conversation but the racial politics makes matters worse tiffany i just don't understand black women and the hang-ups about oral sex molly girl shut your light skin ass up Issa you went uh through all to you went to all those private schools so your your brainwashed becky tiffany you mean becky with the good ring why do you think black men are out here chasing after white women uh where do i even begin here should i start with the stale humor and the cultural commentary that wasn't even cutting edge in 1993 should i imagine the appalling ways the characters equate tiffany's interest in blowjobs with whiteness no matter your interest blowjobs are pretty much sex one-on-one if there was something that undercut this conversation uh according to this person blowjobs are six one-on-one karen Mm-mm. everybody knows that Mm-mm. okay karen disagrees but you are a black woman am i not mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they won't need to teach sex education no the fuck i'm gonna they definitely gonna do your bro job uh if there was something that undercut this conversation like another black woman at the seminar interrupting to highlight how weirdly regressive the idea that black women are into blowjobs is that would be one thing but <laughs> sometimes i'm like you gotta write your own show but okay but nothing about the writing of this episode feels fresh layered or fully considerate of the modern sexual mores of black women the date the dated nature of the conversation is compounded by Issa deciding to take what she learned at the seminar and trying it out on daniel when he comes on her face she storms out angrily feeling disrespectful that 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 disrespected that blowjob seminar obviously wasn't that good if it didn't teach her etiquette that when a man is about to come during a blowjob you only have but so many options getting come in your eyes not fun but Issa's response is an overreaction as my friend and fellow writer jasmine sanders put it when we talked about the show privately we haven't debated sucking dick since before there was wi-fi we weren't the only ones reacted to the storyline passionately and then she quotes a couple people on twitter um and like i said but go ahead everybody's subject to their own opinion with with that mm-hmm. and i think that the conversation was different women feel different ways about giving blowjobs you know, everybody, you know, you do have women that feel like that's a white woman's thing. You do have women that feel like I only give it if received. You do have some women be like, I don't do it at all. And it varies because every woman has a different experience when it comes, you know, to that. And you have some women go, I suck your dick, but what you better not do is come in my eye. Well, you all know, you know what I find interesting too is like the stereotype still persists that black men don't eat pussy like so much that it's a cultural joke and shit and i feel like if that conversation comes up on a show or something it's not gonna be treated this way of like no it's not you know like why didn't they show the black represent the black men that definitely do eat pussy and what was the why didn't someone interrupt them and walk up and say i definitely will eat some pussy like it's it feels like they want the show to be something uh that is not you know and it is insecure it is people having these conversations that are taboo expressing ideas and stuff that aren't necessarily popular i i find it weird in a show where she's obviously on the wrong side of the racism shit at her job that people look at her as well Issa is the moral compass of the show no 
Issa's out here making bad decision after bad decision mm-hmm. why are you mad that she's not representing you and being like i love sucking dick like it's it's such a weird thing and i think also a lot of people have kind of hinged themselves to like sexual positivity in a way that's almost like nobody's allowed to not be as sexually progressive as you right you know what i mean so like people are comfortable with varying different things right so it's like if i've decided that uh you know dick sucking is my and pro and positive sexual experience as means going out and fucking a lot of people and shit that is what i've decided is positive if that's not for you if that's not then then you're wrong right like so i've decided that you know we need to be out here doing bdsm fucking everybody don't shame me but then it's like when people are like well i'm not into all that oh well fuck you you know what i mean uh also this is a conversation that in my opinion is being is ignoring that tiffany was the one that was like y'all niggas tripping it's like they had different you know molly's give and receive um kelly's literally taking them to the blowjob seminar i don't even know how this, <laughs> like i don't even know how that is you know uh, like i don't understand like i just it feels like the the critique is more about people's personal preference right and the show didn't express a love for their personal preference and 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 i understand it is an old trope i'm not saying i don't know how true it is or not like it just but to me i just look at like that's a comedy tv show if you know you didn't like that bit i understand saying i didn't find it funny it's weird to then take it to the next level of and they fucking this up for black people and they failed the you know what i mean like how did you fail blackness by you know uh this two minute scene it just seems so weird to me but that's just my opinion of it um look i don't think discussing how black women have sex is all that interesting but i can't help but be put out by how regressive the storyline feels um in the after show segment but it's a black show they're going to discuss any discussion they have is going to be how black women do something you know it's it's just black people doing it ah, it's so weird it's right i don't know what they want from i know what they want from the show they wanted to basically mirror their own politics right that's it and it's not going to do that and it never will and the thing is i i love when um when people because i listen to various different shows that talk about i love people talk about the show and even if they talk about their own personal uh things Mm -hmm. they still talk about the show itself right you know and that's my thing get to the foundation of it which is well she did in all fairness she wrote a recap of the show okay this is an addition too so Mm -hmm. so that in all fairness this is not her recap of the show this is her issue with this episode and it's two minutes of conversation um i don't think she's like rack saying the show is trash or anything like that she just did not enjoy this episode and specifically this conversation and that's understandable and whatnot so you know i would like to you know i'm trying to be fair correct um but yeah but i can't help but be put off by how aggressive the storyline feels in the after show segment wind down Issa ray spoke with actor jay ellis who plays lawrence early on this is something i wanted in the season she added one oral sex is such a contentious subject for black women especially versus white women is it a black woman who is friends with other black women who are differently different culturally financially and personality wise this is not a conversation i've ever had i'm not saying most black women share the same attitude on blowjobs which the show weirdly argues but i can't think of anyone i know who acts as if it's an adventurous aspect of sexuality whether they're into it or not um that's that person's experience you know what i mean i i I think there's one 
since we don't have a statistical measure right it's all gonna be anecdotal i find it odd that she's and we do this a lot within blackness in general she's actually sort of dismissing Issa's personal experience in order to say well mine is the one that should be on screen it's the one that counts but if Issa's personal experience is that she's had conversations like this with black women then and Issa made the show uh that's the one that gets on screen that's just how it goes like and i, I i've had to deal with this like I, i've had to come around on some of this shit because i used to feel like my experience is the black experience but i talked to other black people and i'm like oh yeah you're just as black as fucking me i don't know what i was thinking to think i i had the right answer and right. you had the wrong like answer own blackness if right. you like if you had a if someone else had a podcast and they talked about their religiosity in their in how their religious experience is as a black person i may find no home in that right. they're still just as black correct they they you know anecdotally i can't tell them i'm erasing your experience because it's not positive enough for me right you know it even when it came to that stuff where um we were talking about black nerds and shit and it was like well these kids picked on me as a, and i i used to be like man maybe you were just a dick da 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 kind of adding to it maybe they were in some cases but in some cases maybe that's just the experience they got is that the people that bullied them and point and called out their blackness and 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 call and and, you know just bothered them and talked about the way they talk maybe those were black kids in their lives at that age i don't know shit about their life at that age i don't get to decide for them what the dominant narrative of their life has to be to please me right you know so that's how to but i treat all art like that you know what i mean like i i like you're putting this thing out you're you know and that may just be the uniqueness of how i view the world i'm not and and maybe i'm the one that's in the minority here but when you put when you're writing an album i don't need kendrick to give me my life i know how the fuck i lived my life right he's telling me how he sees his life right i don't need him to have the right answer because it's not advice it's a fucking album you know and that's kind of the thing that i take away from the show that i feel like maybe i'm in the minority of viewing the show that way and and also truth be told my i guess my view and my opinion about the show i'm not trying to be funny it's going to be somewhat skewed Mm -hmm. because for a lot of people they have been single and have been dating for an extensive period of time and i think if you date for a long period of time you have ran into certain scenarios and, and, and situations that i personally have never ran into i've never dealt with mm-hmm. that you, you've had certain cycles and things like that and there's nothing wrong with that but i know my opinion is like well the show is just a show and people are, and other people feel strongly based off of the personal experiences that they've had in the dating game well someone said in the chat it feels like monolithing and that's a perfect word for it that's how it feels to me and i think there's a difference between a critique and a difference between y'all got it wrong it needs to all every show about this topic needs to be one way and if it comes up it has to be this way because i'm sure being mary jane tackles would tackle this differently i'm sure how to get away with murder would tackle this different i'm sure scandal would talk about this different you know like not that they would necessarily talk about this topic but saying that there are other shows led by black women that they tackle things in a different nature it's weird to me to put the lens of blackness on all those shows and be like it has to be one way because then i'm like what's the point of being a black artist everybody gotta have the right answer to everything like even if our character is basically a larry david of black women 
i have to still have the right answer that's crazy like larry david's show is popular because he is wrong all the time He's, yeah like that's the thing is like look at him fuck up again this week ha 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 we 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 laugh it comes back on we, we turn you know like it's, it's supposed to be a fun time and the criticism never goes to man larry did the wrong thing this week why was that conversation so regressive we go because it's because it's a comedy and he's the fucked up person on the comedy right and i like i said i think for me like i said criticism is criticism uh and i don't mind criticism and i I don't i want to get that i don't mind a criticism my thing is where i feel like you do just scrutinize it and and tearing it apart in a way where i'm going oh you just it it just you wanted your vision and not Issa's vision right um all right uh, I'll finish reading this though. I, I do want to be fair. Go ahead. It's also troubling that black women are framed as sexual prudes compared to white women. What the, what the conversation and Issa's latter reaction to Daniel underscores isn't just a false pronouncement of black women's prudishness. Uh, as much as I love the show, it has uh, it has some great irrespectability politics bubbling underneath the surface that haven't been fully unpacked remember jared from last season he was a great guy but molly first judged his job then practically repulsed by him when she found out he wants to see the blowjob from a man insecure is great at depicting a swath of upperly mobile los angeles black folk but it lacks an interest in exploring queer black life and anything beyond the basics when it comes to sex is character the sexist characters have i like legitimately like i guess you really would want to watch a show called secure where the, the characters go everybody make the right choices everybody <laughs> make the right decisions right you know <laughs> nobody is flawed I, and that fucking frustrates me we born this shit and when nobody goddamn watches plenty of documentaries out there for you to watch and i think that's the part that really upsets me because you have a lot of people who act like uh the characters got to be perfect like the same thing with scandal and carrie washington's character mm-hmm. everybody act like she fucking a white man she fuck it up she's a flawed character why can't black women be lead and well, role and be flawed in all fairness she was fucking a married president of the united states white man that's why she was fucking up quote unquote that being said the the criticism was unfair like you know what right. i mean like it then became the negro bedwet show and shit like that look but that wasn't i don't think from the super woke chapter of people you know there's a lot of people like yes and all that shit too and there's a lot of people like yes on this show i just right. think it's weird it I, or the show has found itself in a weird place of blackness where it has to pass a test every week and you know people are writing about it white people are watching so there's an extra pressure from whether you know i think a lot of these black people that watch it uh feel this extra level of pressure for like what are white people gonna think when they see these black ass conversations in front of whiteness um so there's like this extra pressure on the show that i just feel like it's it's stifling and unfair to a certain extent hopefully they just continue to do their thing and Mm, try not to worry because like honestly nobody wants to see the show that this article wants to make the show you know what i mean like that and that just that's the thing with a lot of criticism especially of comedy people come at comedy in certain ways and i'm like yeah one person filled up a room of people that want to laugh one person is getting however many million views every sunday and you're just getting clicks off of that person's work like you're you're not actually creating anything you're not making a funnier show you're not making a better show but you know i i feel like to a certain extent the show crossed over into white folks are watching and now it's just a different level of 
critique because like you have to present the correct level of blackness every week you can't have a character like like i said it's weird to write this and not write a long ass how is she impacting this latino community about like it but i haven't seen those pieces if anything Mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of defenses of her Mm -hmm. promoting what is morally reprehensible correct and wrong towards these latino kids Mm -hmm. to to lead them out of this program that would enrich their lives just because you got black kids coming in and be like fuck them kids knowing that you have a racist principal that did that people don't seem as bothered by that Mm -mm. you know and it's 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 just people i think people pick the thing that hits them like i said that one person got mad at one tweet of mine about the condom shit and it was like you were kind of side-eyeing people that were mad about condoms and i'm like that's my fucking right i don't have to agree with you that everybody needs to use a condom on the show and i need to see a five minute tutorial between scenes or anything i don't have to agree it's up to the writers if they want to put it in next year that's fine i'm allowed to be entertained by this even when you're not right and vice versa you're allowed to not be entertained but part like i said the critique sometimes feels like like the person said in the chat monolithin is is the perfect uh perfect word mm-hmm. uh perhaps this is putting too many expectations on a single series that is for all it's admitted few faults few faults a joy to watch and revolutionary in certain respects yes yeah, also only eight episodes a season it just feels like a tremendous amount of pressure i and it might just be my empathy towards the creatives to be like jesus man i can't imagine being like in a writing room with like can't do that because uh certain type of black people get mad well you can't make the other decision because then some other black people get mad yeah well you know can't do that because then this you know like there's no right way out of some of this stuff and you also want to have these messy conversations you know we do it on our show every day we have uh, some conversation where i'm like this is just how we feel it's honest you're watching us grow you're watching us make the right choices you might just make the wrong choices but the authenticity is what what the you know and you may judge you may not but the authenticity is the thing right that's why our shit is hotter than other people's shit that that's the you know to me that's the hook but somehow uh i guess everybody's not looking at it that way which is fine all right uh perhaps just putting too many expectations on a single series that is for all uh, admittedly few faults a joy to watch and revolutionary in certain respects part of hypercriticism of insecure of the hypercriticism of insecure is that it is a black run and black led show about 20 to 30 somethings who aren't perfect it has recently taken hate over the way it elite it leads to sexual health practices of its characters as yvonne orgy uh who plays molly uh said in of that controversy in a recent interview with vulture with vulture that uh there's that pressure to be all things to all people whether it's fair or not it is what it is i think we try to be on uh what we try to be on the show is authentic and honest to the story we want to tell and the voice we want to have that doesn't mean that there's no margin for error it doesn't mean that we're going to be callous it just means we're doing the best we can with what we have for well there you go uh <laughs> it's funny she basically answered this entire critique with that sentence in my opinion uh for the most part i agree with orgy insecure primarily owes his viewer a good story that's well told but it also owes his viewers honesty about his characters and their place in the world what was dishonest this week i just don't like how what was dishonest does Issa d the character have to like sucking dick is that the rule right like what is dishonest about that i don't understand right because everybody don't maybe Issa ray the person doesn't like sucking dick and she as the creator of this show said my experience is gonna be sucking dick is whack and this is why this i don't appreciate this experience and it's like well you weren't being very emotionally fair well when i get sperm in my eye i'm not the best fucking person in the world i'm not the most it's okay person okay 
like maybe the, maybe that's just you know to her the funny gag you know um at any rate the blowjob narrative uh in episode six not only felt cold from a completely different generation so i guess uh the new the new generation everybody loves sucking dick and uh all Mm-mm. all the black women are the same on this Mm-mm. it was bad, it was bad storytelling to undercut the humor and intimacy the series typically excels at so yep but obviously like i said it's just her opinion she's had but i just the thing about it to me that i put it in fucking with black people is there's a ton of black people that watch this show and these reviews like this these this type of like the condom thing um it always kind of falls into this thing where it's like oh all black people expect something different from this show yes they do you know, no no no. i'm sorry i mean all the black people together have decided that this show failed this week uh, that's how the piece comes okay, off that's not true i'm like we haven't decided that Mm-mm. a lot of us have to understand and respect that it's a creative person's opinion or what you know whatever and we don't take it beyond like and now she just set black people back like that's how the piece comes off right and i'm saying we don't all feel like that Mm-mm anyway zero to a hundred though a hundred yeah that's a hundred for me too man also i feel like i i i'm waiting on people to come around and admit that it's because it's a black woman show mm-hmm. yeah and, and that and that's why like i said and it might just me be, be me personally uh it's almost like sometimes i think pieces can be too much and i'm like oh another thing piece about insecure and i'm not even gonna i'm very biased i just shut down and go i don't care yeah i understand i like to read this stuff because i do like to hear what people think and it is art and like i said i'm not a person that gets offended by someone else's opinion or shuts Mm -hmm. down their opinion i think her opinion is just as valid as my opinion right and just as valid as your opinion and there's a lot of uh like i saw how the timeline divided over that uh cum shot uh what else girl people that was like girl that's why you take it in the mouth oh you ain't finished <laughs> oh you got a little sperm you gonna let a little sperm ruin that you know and i was and i saw dudes being like he said he was coming just damn bitch what's wrong with him you know that kind of shit um and i stayed out of it for the most part because one i feel like sperm on the face etiquette is really a matter of the people who receive sperm to the face i've never received sperm to the face come on it's a it's a per, it's a personal <laughs> preference as right. somebody had, that has received sperm to the face right it varies sometimes you're like god damn it no and then sometimes you're like okay cool sometimes you're like okay just you you get this shit in my mother if i gotta wash my hair we got problems today it varies right i yeah i did not feel comfortable telling people how to feel about sperm being on their face come on saw a lot of dudes real comfortable you know a lot of dudes real come now i don't know their personal lives i don't know maybe they've had sperm on their faces and they talking right. from experience i personally just felt rather it, that's out of my depth like i know about sperm shooting etiquette that's it i don't know anything about sperm receiving etiquette so let's just let that conversation happen without us it's not everybody got to have an opinion on everything right and it's all it goes back down to all people's uh personal preference and you know what like and i've said this before porn gonna get a lot of of y'all niggas fucked up because you know that the person do porn that's what they get paid to do and you know that that's the thing but in real goddamn life you right. better ask before you start shooting in all directions right and like i said i've i've been privy to these conversations where women do talk about uh especially black women talk about uh giving head and not like i said i have a lot of friends that are women that are black and th- you know some of them are like yeah i don't like that shit like if it, it makes it feel like i'm 
not being respected it makes me feel like you know a lot of social pressures behind that right like what is he gonna think about me afterwards and shit it's real to some people not everybody agrees there's some women that are like i love nothing much more than sucking a dick you know and that's what tiffany was like i feel like i'm in control girl you know like i felt the opinions were represented but the sadness is you identify more with Issa and Issa has to have the quote unquote right uh, opinion or she has to have a fulfilling experience at the end of the night that shows that the right thing was to be pro sucking dick and that's such a weird thing to do to, to the show every week but it happens every fucking week um anyway y'all keep an eye out for the next episode okay mm-hmm. uh, uh, the new session that's gonna be just in it oh the session ended shit yeah, my yeah, bad yeah we gotta leave a little bit anyway yeah we do um I, but i do ah fuck let me uh start at a new session anyway mm-hmm. you have to be a couple minutes late um that is my bad um nine there we go uh give me one second to get in there oh you i'll invite everybody back on okay, screen we go to it there you go i see it i'm getting ready to go over to it cool um all right i'm in now all right cool yes and invite everybody in all right man i timed that horribly i really thought we was gonna be able to get it in before time to leave let me see and all right just added you back to the screen yeah no problem all right um let me uh go to our, our last thing then we'll do sore ratchetness and get out of here Oh, we're not live. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, a Indian man chops off a teenage girl's hand with a sword uh, over a mobile phone charger dispute. Shit. A man chopped off the hand of a teenage girl. Um uh with a sword this some christopher columbus shit (laughs) with a sword in a busy marketplace and what people believe was a dispute over a phone charger rohit charcia 30 is accused of violently attacking a girl severing her right hand from the wrist with the weapon the attack near the city of lakhimpur and uttar pradesh uh which uh borders nepal also left the victim with injuries to her head and left hand um the hindu reported that mr charcia was charged with attempted murder assaulting a woman with intent to outrage her modesty and voluntarily causing grievous bodily harm with a dangerous weapon the girl suffered from significant blood loss but after 11 hour surgery her hand was reattached by plastic surgeons at the king george michael university yeah she remains under observation in the hospital witnesses and bystanders stopped the attacker from fleeing the scene and handed him to the police locals are said to have mr uh, i've told the police mr charcia was the girl's neighbor and that she had borrowed a mobile phone charger belonging to his brother it's claimed he became enraged when she refused to return it police said the apparent dispute over the phone charger was considered as one possible motive but the exact cause of the attack could not yet be determined and that other theories were being investigated family members had complained that the man had also been stalking her oh there you go Mm -hmm. fucking men being trash and shit uh neighbors told the hindustan times that the young girl was living in very poor conditions in a rented home with her blind mother ailing father and two elder brothers and a young sister 
the district magistrate said, said aid and shelter will be provided to the girl's family following the attack damn uh all right that's it for today guys we'll be back tomorrow will we do wine and white folks news um yes because we got to get out of here real quick Mm -hmm. um until then i love you i love you too